0: Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe you can achieve, welcome to Living the Dream with Curveball, a podcast where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by a globally recognized keynote speaker, author, and talk show host, Steve Klein. Steve has worked with organizations around the world to cultivate relentless attitude and results-driven actions. So we're going to be talking to him about how he got started and everything that he's into. Steve used to do martial arts, and he is also a talk show host. So, Steve, thank you for joining me today.
1: Curtis, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself?
1: Well, you mentioned uh, being relentless, and that's what I talk about, but I didn't start out that way. Quick bio about myself. My first job out of college, I was fired after six weeks. I was 600 miles away from home, and uh, at the time, I was hired as a news director for a small radio station in Nebraska. And I was fired and made a salesperson, and I had absolutely no idea how to sell. And didn't realize the time, but I realized now, looking back, that I had to be relentless in what I had to do. And then looking back in my life, I've had a lot of uh, problems, failures, setbacks I had to overcome. And being relentless became a part of my life. So as a result, I began to help other people develop that skill so they wouldn't quit and they could achieve a lot more and have more success.
0: Well, how did you yourself become relentless and how did you get into helping others become relentless?
1: Well, the first part of that question, uh, how did I become, I really didn't know I was becoming relentless because I realized that I wanted certain things very badly and, and I had to make things happen. Uh, When I was learning how to sell, I had no idea what I was doing, and so I began reading books on selling, reading books on success to understand what it took to become successful and did the things necessary. No matter how many times I fell down, I kept standing up, and that's what London's is all about. I now help other people do that, too, because a big part of the problems that we have in our country is that people quit and give up too soon. And I help people realize that no matter what you want to achieve, you're going to have failure, you're going to have problems, you're going to have setbacks, and that's what makes you stronger. We can't start out knowing everything at one time. We have to go through setbacks to to help us understand exactly how we need to be successful and what we need to do to change. And that's where uh, I go now, and I work with people one-on-one. I also do a lot of speaking, and I do a lot of coaching.
0: Well, you work with organizations across the world. Kind of tell us about that and some of the organizations that you work with and, and saw a lot of testimonials on your website and kind of the good things that they say about you and how you help their organizations.
1: Well, I work with a number of organizations, um, many associations, mostly, mostly large companies. And uh, if anybody wants to take a look at those, that's on my website, which is steveacline.com. I have been working with them because they find that they want someone coming in and giving that motivational, inspirational talk to their people to help them realize that they can do it. Uh, we, we just were coming through, hopefully, the end of a pandemic that uh, hit us a little over a year ago, and that was a problem, that was a setback that none of us really had any control over. And many, many things have come out of that that have been very positive in terms of new ideas that have happened, new businesses that have started. But these were started because businesses wanted to become successful. And in many cases, they had no choice. And that's a big part of that, too. When you realize that when you're going to jump across this chasm, you better make it because you have no choice. And that's a big part of what being relentless is all about when I talk to people about being relentless, there's five key areas that I I talk about. The first one is to lock your sights. To achieve what you want to achieve, you have to lock your sights on what you want to have. And when you do that, you begin to attract to yourself mentally the ideas, the methods, the tools, the, the steps you need to take to make those things happen. Number two is to stop thinking. And what that really means is quit worrying. Focus on what you want to have because ideas will begin to come to you when you do what you need to do and don't worry about anything else. Step number three is what I call own it then own it. You have to actually own what you want to achieve in your mind before you get it. It's almost as if you have it already. And then your mind helps you do the things necessary to make those things happen. Number four is one I like the most, which is eat nails for breakfast. You got to do the hard stuff. You got to do the stuff that most people won't do. If you take a look at any successful person out there, they have done things that other people don't do. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the biggest problems in our country is that people quit and give up too soon. When there, there's a Chinese pro- proverb that says the temptation to quit will be greatest just before we're about to su- succeed. And we never know when that's going to happen. So we have to continue going. And then the fifth uh, uh, pillar that I call the five steps is to bounce back. No matter what happens, we have to keep bouncing back. Uh, another Chinese prob- pro- uh, proverb says that uh, if you fall down, stand, uh, stand up eight times. And the more you stand up, the more you keep going, the more you become successful. You asked me about some of the associations and companies I work with. Uh, I work with uh, a number of uh, kids' organizations. One of them is called AVID, A-V-I-D. I I work with them in the school systems to help underprivileged kids get into college. It's a six-year program beginning in seventh grade, working all the way through high school, where kids are taught how to learn, not give up focus on the school they want to go to and in many cases these kids these kids get full ride scholarships into college so that's that's a thrill i have in seeing young kids learn how to become relentless
0: how has your teaching or coaching on being relentless changed with the pandemic and how have you and your clients kind of shifted it around if any
1: well, they did make a major shift. Once I talked to them, they they had to change because this was thrust on us, and it was it was a big change. And and change is a thing that people don't like. People like things the same way. Now they may say they don't like change. They may say they like doing things differently, but we're a hey, an habitual uh, culture. We like like by habit doing the same things the same way all the time. And something like a pandemic throws a wrench in the works and all of a sudden we're either working from home, uh, our business is closing down, restaurants uh, uh, couldn't uh, operate, and all of a sudden you have to look for new ways to be successful. Now, during the pandemic, did many people fail and quit and stop and give up? Yes, they did. But the ones that persevered, the ones that, that stayed with it, are the ones that made that happen. But again, a big part of being relentless is focusing on where you want to be and doing the actions necessary to get there. And what happens with that, our mind begins to give us ideas to make things happen. We attract to ourselves that which we think about. Now, I know that a lot of uh, listeners may know people that are always negative. Well, they keep attracting those negative things to us. But we can attract anything to us. Matter of fact, uh, a couple of examples I tell people is that it's interesting that once, once we buy a new car, all of a sudden we start seeing the exact same car all over the place. Now, it wasn't because everybody went out and bought the same car at the same time we did. They were always there. We just didn't pay attention to them. And that's really the point. Everything is out there in abundance. Most people don't pay attention To what's in front of them. And so, what being relentless is all about is beginning to pay attention to those things that help us get to where we want to be. Uh, Another example I use is when uh, women get pregnant, all of a sudden their husbands or the woman that's pregnant begins to uh, notice more pregnant women. All of a sudden, everybody around them is pregnant, it's in the water. No, they just never notice pregnant women. Again, everything is out there in abundance. It's, it's a world of abundance. The problem is sometimes we have to take two or three steps backwards to be able to realize where we have to go and what we have to achieve.
0: So tell us, you're, you're also an author. Tell us about the books that you've written and what they contain if somebody purchases them and reads them.
1: Well, the one book that I have published and I'm working on a n- number of others. One of them I'm working on is being relentless, but the book that I've had published so far, which is available on Amazon is called Sell When You See the Whites of Their Eyes. That book came out of my experience in learning how to sell after I was fired from my first job out of college. Again, as I mentioned, I had no idea how to sell. Uh, I had to learn on my own and I read books and studied everything I could, I could get my hands on when it came to sales. The uh, job I had, uh, two jobs after I had, after I was fired, I was working with a company. I became the top salesperson uh, seven years in a row in the United States out of 500 people. And two years, I was number one out of 5,000 worldwide. I began to help people develop those steps they had to take to become a, become a successful salesperson. And that's why I put the get, put the book together it covers really two areas. Number one, it covers the the actions you need to have, the activity you need to have to be successful. The other part of it is developing relationships. And that's why I called Sell When You See the Whites of Their Eyes. If you can't see a person's eyes, if you can't look them in the eye, you don't have the chance to develop a relationship. So this book is all about helping people develop the right kind of sales activity, making more calls, seeing more people, and also developing the relentless skills necessary to be successful. The book, the second book I'm writing is, is on those five steps I mentioned on being relentless. I'm also working on uh, some books on some major sports, baseball, hockey, basketball, and uh, football. Those will be in the works in the next couple of years.
0: So I have an interesting question for you. I bet you might have never been asked this before. I happen to be totally blind, and I know you just was talking about if you can see the whites of their eyes, you could make make sales. What advice would you have for somebody who is totally blind and cannot look into somebody's eyes or per se see the whites of their eyes to become a good seller like you were talking about in your book?
1: Well, you are right. No one has asked me that question before. The uh, the title actually came from the uh, general, I believe it was in uh, when he was attacking the Indians in South Dakota. Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. You have to get close enough to them, and that's really what it's all about. It's not necessary to actually see a person's the whites of their eyes. It's a matter of getting close to them and developing a relationship. Uh, the the fact that you can't see the person that you're talking to, doesn't mean you can't develop a relationship with them. When it comes to business or succeeding in any way, relationships are extremely important. And the relationships come from working with people. And my philosophy is you need to give before you get. Do things for other people. You don't have to be cited to be able to do things for others. You, anybody can do that. What you are going through, the fact that you you can't see is, a, is a, a setback that you have to overcome, and we begin to compensate in other ways to be able to see the whites of their eyes. And I'm sure over the years you've developed relationships with many people, a big part of that is listening very carefully and being able to ask the right kind of questions. When that happens, relationships are developed.
0: Yep, I have, especially with podcasting and also being in radio as well. Speaking of talk shows, tell us about your talk show.
1: Well, the talk show I have is called Playmakers Talk Show. And I picked that name because the people I work with are playmakers. They're making things happen. Uh, I also live in Dallas, Texas, and uh, a former cowboy was also the playmaker. For the Dallas Cowboys. So I thought that was a fitting uh, title. I've interviewed over 500 CEOs, multimillionaires, and celebrity entrepreneurs over the last seven or eight years. And it's interesting, no matter the gender, age, or business of the people that I've interviewed, there's some common patterns, common mindsets, common approaches of highly successful people. And as I interview these people on my talk show, I find out in in many different ways what it takes to become successful. There is no one way to become successful other than not quitting. And the people I talk to are primarily leaders. And in addition to understanding how they became successful, I'm also understanding how a leader needs to lead their people more effectively. So this has all led to being relentless and helping me understand what it takes to succeed, and then going out and teaching people how to do those things, too.
0: Well, I'm glad you like the Dallas Cowboys, because that's my favorite team as well. Great. What upcoming projects besides your books are you working on that people need to know about and be aware of?
1: The projects I primarily work on are finding different uh, associations of companies that I can go into, uh, and and teach the relentless schools, uh, relentless skills, and also going into schools too and working with the kids. I had uh, I had a, a minor setback during the pandemic, since most of the kids were at home rather than in school. Now I'm able to get in the schools again, and uh, I like being in front of the kids. I like being in their classroom. I like being work, working with them. And what's interesting when I'm working with these kids is they are some of the best audiences i have i primarily work with adults but these kids that i work with that are in this avid program really want to learn these are some of the most motivated kids i've ever worked with in my life many of them are coming from blue blue collar families they're coming from one parent families they are not necessarily in poverty but they don't have a lot of money and they want to get a great education and go to college and i've never been around such a positive group of people before when i've worked with these kids so i primarily work with them i work with uh, companies as i do my talks i also work with companies on developing their leadership skills for their key people another thing that isn't taught to most of us is how to become a leader Now, there's management courses out there, but being a manager isn't necessarily being a leader. So about, oh, I'd say a third of my time uh, is is going out and working with companies to help uh, upper uh, management, uh, middle management, and supervisors become more effective as they're leading their people.
0: During the pandemic, did you work with the kids through Zoom, or did you just put your your course on hold with the kids into the... You got a chance to get back into the schools
1: i put i put it on on hold part of the problem with that was the administrators that i was working with to put that together weren't having meetings for the kids uh for uh, the avid program and they were just doing their regular classes so now that that's kicking up again or starting up again i'm starting to get back into the classroom and work with these kids and uh hopefully they're going to be excited to have me come back again because even though they were at home, they, they lost the ability to be social with a lot of people because they couldn't get back together with them. And I'm looking forward to getting back with them, helping them do that more effectively and, and continue moving them to get into college.
0: You want to give out your contact information. I know you gave out your website earlier, but give out any social media links and any way people can stay in touch with you and, If a company is out there that wants to contact you for your services.
1: Well, the best way to do that, as I mentioned before, was my website, which is Steve A. Klein. That's K-L-E-I-N, Steveacline.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, Don't have my address uh, specifically in front of me. Uh, But if you type in Steve A. Klein in the little box in the upper left-hand corner of LinkedIn, you'll find me also pretty active on uh, Twitter also. That'll be also tied in with my uh, with my LinkedIn page. Should anybody have an interest in actually phoning, uh, my phone number is 972-644-1048. I'm in the Dallas area and uh, would welcome uh, any calls. Uh, can contact me on my website or my email address is steve at steveacline.com.
0: Do you have any final thoughts before we close it out on being relentless or just anything that we might not have covered that you would like to talk about?
1: Oh, absolutely. Whatever you're doing, for those who are listening, no matter what you want, don't quit. Don't stop. Don't give up. The first thing in becoming relentless is to figure out what it is you want to do that is much more than you're doing right now. Now, it could take six months, a year, 10 years to get what you want to have, but it's the journey on becoming successful that's more important than actually getting the success that you want to have. And and something else along with that, once you begin to work on something that you want to achieve, you you are successful. And that's what success is all about working toward it. It's, it's a thrill of achieving. Uh a couple of people I've had on my on my talk show have started numerous businesses and they have a thrill of of starting the new business and and exploring new territory they, they haven't explored before. So again coming back the last thing that uh I can say to people is figure out what you want, figure out what steps you have to take to make those those things happen. Get as much information from people around you, uh, research as you can, and work on your goal. There's nobody that says you can't have something. Now, there might be more difficulties for some kind of people than others, but work toward what you want to have because you can achieve it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Klein. Steve, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Curtis, thank you very much. It was a pleasure, and thank you very much also for the questions you asked. This was wonderful. Thank you.
0: My pleasure as well. Listeners, please be sure to follow, rate, and review after listening, and Android users go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app.